welcome to another episode of Prioritize. They accomplish while you drown in lists. It's difficult to juggle your responsibilities. Husband, father, brother. It goes on, but your energy doesn't. You pondering what I'm pondering? Prioritize what's right for you, not what's left behind. This is Prioritize with Toby Baker. You'll have to speak up. I'm wearing a towel. Greetings, gentlemen and ladies. This is Prioritize. Here we discuss prioritizing faith, family, relationships, and more. I'm your crazy white, formerly fat host, the Baker Boy himself. Welcome to the show. And if you are joining us here on this lovely Monday morning, happy Memorial Day to you and yours and all the best. They finally had it. They finally had it, John. Uh, They had the beef sticks. I don't know if you're familiar with these. I'm trying to remember the name on that's like Cotton River, Candy River, Copper River beef sticks. And they had them there one time and then they weren't there forever. And they were, they were just gone. Now, it's a closeout store. And uh, I I think at one point I was telling everybody, I don't know if I want to tell anybody about this closeout store anymore because they had like one pound bricks of spice, what is this? Sugar River. I think it's Sugar River Canyon uh, beef snacks. They had these, so like a, a pound of uh, beef sticks for $2. $2 and they're just the perfect amount of sweet and spicy and it's not I probably not the healthiest thing uh but it is protein and it's better than uh Cheez-Its and popcorn and a bunch of carbs and other sugary snacks I just really don't need. I haven't been over there for weeks because my model wife and I just returned back from Vegas. Did I tell you about Vegas baby? Vegas. I I can't get into it this episode. We'll have to get back into it uh, another episode. I've been wanting to do this one here for a bit, and it just seems like uh, a good time, uh, a good time to to discuss this. So way way back, I don't know how old you are when when this happened. Uh, I can remember hearing about it. I thought you you got to be. Jo- I mean, the, I don't know. Just the sentiment was insane. The year was 202012. The Dark Knight Rises comes out in theaters. It's the second one in the Dark Knight series from Christopher Nolan, right? And a, an amazing movie if you've never seen it. Obviously one of the the best Jokers hand down ever. Um are you know some argue Jared Leto others argue others argue Yaquin Phoenix. Uh I'm convinced no no Heath Ledger as Joker was the optimum, like where it was. Jack Nicholson was great, but he was cartoon character for the Joker. Would you agree? When it came to The Dark Knight Rises, this was much more, just an entirely different series. That That's all. I mean, that, that without trying to degradate or criticize one uh, Batman series or the other, I loved the original Batman with Michael Keaton. Always will. Always will. This was a different Batman this was an entirely different release. I don't know if anybody saw this coming, but it happened over in Aurora, Colorado. A midnight screening of the film of The Dark Knight Rises. Guy dressed in tactical clothing. He was 24 years old. Comes in, sets off tear gas grenades. Shoots out into the audience. A lot of different firearms. 12 people. 12 people go down. 12 people were killed. 
Um, this guy is in the theater. He goes out to his car, and and that's parked out like right near the exit door. He changed into protective clothing, so he knows exactly what he's doing. He goes in and uh, grabs his, his firearms. About 30 minutes into the movie is what the police were, were saying back then. He, he re-enters the theater through the exit door. He's dressed all in black, wears a gas mask, a load-bearing vest, a ballistic helmet. He's got bullet-resistant leggings on. Not the not the yoga pants, I guess. Not those. He's got a bullet-resistant throat protector. I didn't even know they had those. That's kind of cool. Uh, that that's that's something that you can obtain. Uh, another protector. He had tactical gloves. And the story reads he was listening to techno music so that he wouldn't have to hear anybody in the crowd in the theater. You know, screams and shrills, and he wouldn't have to listen to any of that because he's got his music on. Because he was toning all that out. This guy was on a mission of evil. Uh, initially, a few in the audience considered it to be uh, a threat. Some witnesses said he's wearing a costume like the other audience members who dressed up for the screening. You know, you go to a screening, it's opening night. This is a huge movie. Yeah, you're going to have people that are really, you know, getting into it. They're having fun with it. Uh, some believe he was just playing a prank. Now there's thought he was part of a special effects setup for the film's premiere or, you know, some kind of a publicity stunt by the studio or you know, perhaps theater management. This guy reportedly threw a canister towards the left side uh, of the theater, emitting gas or smoke, and that partially obscured the audience members' vision, made their throats and their skin inch, caused eye irritation. That's probably because they weren't using Visine. Uh, you know, for dry eyes, clear eyes is awesome. I, I probably can't. I probably shouldn't say anything about that. I, I can't get into that right now. Sorry. Maybe just just erase that. At this point, he swings out his firearms, begins shooting um, towards the back of the room and then towards the aisles. And um, bullet passes through the walls, hits people on the adjacent theater, like on the other side of the theater in Theater 8. He was shooting in Theater 9. And they were uh, screening the same film. There, it, 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 this guy took out a lot of people. Twelve fatalities were reported along the 70 injuries. Uh, 70 were hit by bullets, and they were reported by the mainstream news to 10 victims died at the scene, and two more were pronounced dead in local hospitals. The five men, and I, I want to give the names here because this is important, Jonathan Blanc, John Larimer, Matt McQuinn, Jesse Childress, and Alexander C. Teves died protecting their girlfriends or friends. The people murdered were Jonathan Blanc, Alexander J. Bulk, Jesse Childress, Gordon Cowan, Jessica Kroll, uh, excuse me, uh, Gall, John Larimer, Matt McQuinn, Michaela Medick. Veronica Moser Sullivan, Alex Sullivan, Alexander Teves, and Rebecca Wingo. That part I want to focus on there died protecting their girlfriends because today we prioritize the cover-up. My brother has served the U.S. Air Force. 
he was in the Air Force for about 10 years before he'd retired. And I remember I was working in Youth for Christ at the time. We were on a spring break down in uh, Florida. Cocoa Beach, I, I believe, is where we were. Uh, there was Vero Beach and Cocoa Beach. I think this time around we were serving at uh, Cocoa Beach, which, you know, some people might tell you it, this is a vacation when you are on a campus life. No, unless you're one of the kids going down, it's not a vacation. Like we worked, yes, we're in Florida. We're in 80, 90 degree weather. It's hot. We're by a beach one day. We're at the pool another, but you're there working with the students. So, um, you know, kudos to all the youth pastors who plan and plan and plan. And then when you're done planning, you do more planning. Then you get to do all the driving all the coaching, you're you know make you're watching out for the students, making sure people aren't doing what they're not supposed to be doing. As some, you know, high school students reportedly have done on on different trips, but in this case, we're uh, we're down at Cocoa Beach, and um, I had received a, a notification from my mom. I, I can't remember if she. I don't think she texted. I don't think she knew how to text. And so she's, she had called me up and uh, says that your brother is looking to go into Iraq, um, not by his own volunteering, but it's it's quite possible. And then I get a call from Josh and we talked for, I don't know, maybe a half hour. He didn't have a whole lot of time, but he was saying he may be going over and he would, uh, you know, ask me to keep him in prayers and I'm like, you know, Iraq, that's the that's the one with the terrorists and bad stuff going on. Yep, that's that's the one. That's the one. So that um man, it, it just hits you it kind of blindsides you. You're not ready for it. You're not you can't really plan in your head, hey, uh my sibling is getting ready to go face possible potential and quite imminent death protecting our rights protecting the the fact that I can go and worship in a house of worship in what used to be a free country I can go there with my kids with my wife because of the sacrifice of so many people who go to serve in the military and God bless you on memorial day this causes pause for me to remember the many sacrifices that made today possible, that makes this podcast possible. The sacrifices, I mean, it, this is such a small podcast. I, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to raise this to some kind of status. That's not my idea here. What I'm saying is we live in a free country slash quasi-free country because of the sacrifice of these people we're prioritizing the cover-up today because, and I remember listening to the parents of these boys who laid down their life for the girlfriends. And I thought, boy, there is a picture of the shepherd right there. You ever seen these, you ever scroll on Facebook and you see pictures, uh, uh, not pictures, sorry, everybody sees pictures on Facebook. Die! You see the T-shirts, like they're always selling T-shirts. Or maybe that's not in your feed because you never look up T-shirts anywhere on your phone. So somehow I look it up one area on 
Safari. Next thing you know, I'm bombarded in my Facebook feed. Hey, did you know we sell T-shirts? And you scroll through, and I'm seeing this uh, uh, husband and wife couple wearing this T-shirt. He's got a shirt on that says, she is my queen. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's the way to do it right there. That's the way. That's the way our minds should be, gentlemen, when we're talking about our wives. Not the old ball and chain, not the got to go, you know, to see what that's going on over there. You know, the wife, you know, never in a negative form. We, we have to remember, we stood in front of God, a priest or a pastor, and several witnesses with this, this woman that we pursued with everything that we had because we're like, you cannot let her get away. I'm not, I'm making this commitment. She's not getting away. This one I want to keep. I want to hold on to for dear life. I want her with me. I want to spend the rest of my life with her if she'll accept it. And then what, years later, you're talking about her like she's the ball and chain, the bane of your existence? Come on now. What happened? I think what happened is we, we lost sight of what's important, which is why we should spend just a few moments prioritizing the cover-up. Here's, here's guys, they weren't married. They weren't married yet. They laid down their life for their girlfriends. The man goes down so that the girl can go free. Jesus says that he is the good shepherd and he lays his life down for his sheep. There are, there's, there's pretty much nothing in my, my home that has innate value, inherent value in terms of its its stuff. So if, you know, two, two guys, four guys come into the home guns blazing and then we're there with our hands in the air and they're taking out our flat screen, t- okay, take it. When, they, when it comes to the Bose speakers, you uh, might have problems there. They start, you know, r- r- what, what are you going to take? I don't know what you're going to take. I mean, there's, we don't have gold and silver jewelry and, and, and actual silverware, silverware. We don't have actual China, China. It's just with plates we eat on. There's stuff we eat with. But I'll tell you this much. You come after my wife. You're not getting through. I'll make sure of it. I will go down so that my wife goes free. Are you coming after my kids? You better have a second think. You better, you better, you you better rethink. You take anything in a house you want to, I'm probably not going to put up much of a fight, especially if you take the dog and the cat. I'll, I'll let you have those. I'll let you have the dog and a cat. The speakers, we're going to have to negotiate on, okay? Maybe you walk out with a broken arm or, you know, maybe you lost a leg or something, but you got the speakers. You come after my wife, my friend, you do not walk out of here alive. That is what I do. I lay down my my life so that my wife goes free. If there's a gunman in the place, I cover my wife. I am her covering. That is my responsibility. That is my honor and my privilege to make sure that I do everything I can that she goes free. Because that's the place, that's the responsibility that I've been gifted by God as her husband. She's my queen. I lift her up in every situation that I can. And I am recovering. I will go down so that my wife goes free. 
and I commend you gentlemen to do the very same thing. I can't be the only guy out here that goes through this, right? Like you're walking around, you're in a mall, you're in a public place, and you're like, oh, I could take this guy. I could take that guy. This guy might put up a fight. This guy's got a knife. It might be a problem. I'm going to need my sword, katana blade with this guy. This guy's arms are bigger than my head. I think I better aim below the knee. Uh, it, you know, and then... Okay, we're here. What happens if uh, a gunman starts shooting? All right, from which direction? What's our exit strategy? Now, I, I guess moms are, like, always thinking about, like, this for, because they're the mom, you know, the mama bear. The mom, don't go after the mama cubs. Don't, 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 don't even try. Jo yeah, Joyce might be more fierce about our boys than I am. And I'm like... You know, our eldest son, he's six foot, five inches. The guy can he's pretty much lift the house and move it. Uh, we come back from Vegas. Like, why is our house moved? It was on this side. Joyce, where did, didn't we used to live here for 20 years? <laughs> I mean, he's he's a tall glass of water. I'm not going to lie to you. Like, you you, you think about that. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm it. And, you know, I'm a little crazy like that. That's okay. I can be a little crazy. But I, these kinds of things, they go through your head, don't they? You're like, all right, if something bad goes down, what's the exit strategy? Where, where, what are my situational awareness, I believe is what uh, officers call it, right? Situational awareness. So we look around, we're constantly aware of the situation. You ever been watching a spy movie? What's the, the one movie, Spy Game? with? Um, uh, it was with Brad Pitt and Robert Redford. Right, and he's like training Brad Pitt, Roberts, the aging CIA agent, and uh, he's saying, uh, you, you know, um, and he's taking them through like you got to be aware, you got to, you got to be able to see around. Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating that we almost train like CIA agents. I, I'm saying this that as the husband to the wife, an example for your boys. You're the one who stands in between the threat and your queen, right? Like your your daughter is watching you, right? So so what kind of man is she going to marry? She's going to marry her dad. So if if you're not manning up and standing in between the threat and your queen, there's an issue. That is your responsibility. That's my responsibility. It's not a macho thing. This is not a this is not a vanity thing. This is a responsibility thing. The prioritizing the cover-up is that we are the cover-up for our wives. We stand in between the threats, the criticism. That falls on us. Right? We get dirty. We get the mud sling on us. We get the criticism. Not my bride. Not my queen. I will lift her up whenever I can. It's an act of worship to the Lord by uh, being the cover-up for my queen, for Joyce, for my wife. See, because that's the position he's placed me in. If you look into, uh, what was it, the book of Ephesians, um, for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, his body, and it is himself its savior. Going on to verse 24, now as the church submits to Christ, so also wives should submit 
uh, and everything to their husbands. Here it is. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her that he might sanctify her, having cleansed her by washing of water with the word. Dudes, gentlemen, there it is, black and white, clear as crystal. We are, we're the covering. We're the cover-up. We stand in between the threat and our bride. I know I've said that several times, and do I have nothing else to say this podcast well? I mean, that's that's the key. Um, so on a Monday of Memorial Day, where we are taking a few moments to remember those who have served us, who have sacrificed their lives for this country, uh, I wish you all the best on Memorial Day. I hope it's a great one. Just take a few minutes Remember that about uh, our military and our service personnel who, who do the daily sacrifice, those who have given up their lives. And remember, gang, gentlemen, you're the cover-up. There it is, folks, short and sweet, and we'll catch you next time. 